And welcome to Shipped My Game. An advice show for the modern era. Jesus Christ, I'm going to bleep that out. We're going to get sued for that. <laughs> Jesus. Man, my editorial skills are really going into I'm putting them to work today. Yeah, really getting today. Oh, yeah, like that, yeah. that like last, like not last week, because there was an episode last week, but the week before that, when I, ooh, you had to bleep me there. Yeah, there was some pretty dirty things. I can't believe said. I said that N-word. Like... <laughs> this is Jew Bear, the one of the co-hosts of this, whatever this is. Um, joining me today are... Uh, Landon and our wonderful guest Dylan. Hey, you what's might up, remember guys? him up, from his incendiary takes on the Pokemon spectrum, which were desirable. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think we're glad that they were happening there. I think, on the grand scheme of things, that Pokemon double header episode could not be possible without your input. Yes, you know? agreed. Like, Oh jeez! Well, I'm happy. That I don't, was don't really want to like stroke your ego too much. Yeah. But, like, oh boy, <laughs> having that, you know, that that third that third voice, you know, really kind very of flushed helpful. out. Very helpful. A lot of that and stuff. So we've brought you on for yet another one because we've got some some interesting stuff we want to go into today. But we haven't so. even really. It's more like he's brought us us along. Yeah. On this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's 100 percent correct. I I have been. Filling up that Gmail account with numerous emails. Yeah, like, I, I logged in and I was like, man, there's like 420 emails here. Which, first of all, nice. nice. <laughs> and second of all, like, this is crazy. So, um, yeah, this is kind of an extension to, like, anyone out there, you know? Like, if you like what we're doing and you want to, like, put in some of your input, you might even be on here yourself. Cause you, you could. Look at here. Like, I think Dylan's, like, really kind of brought, like, raised the stakes as to, like, you know, that interaction between creator and createe. Yeah, you know, well, I like... mean, we we haven't mentioned it, but, like, this is his make-a-wish. Well, yeah, he is, he is he, dying. Um, he, it was in, us in, or John in, Cena? In, in, the, in the way that we are all dying. Yes. It's one of those slow make-a-wishes where it's it's not even really a make-a-wish. It's this is just my, like... my, my make-a-wish of just in general, you yeah. know, like... You know, theoretically, any of us can make a wish. Oh yeah, all so, the time. Yeah. So people be uh, wishing. The the this is going to be a follow up to, and I, I know we kind of keep changing up kind of the formula of what this show is. We haven't necessarily been great about that, but it, I feel like it's it's been really fun. And there's well, a, I think I think the idea of focusing on these different franchises, what we like about them, what we can change about them, has yeah. kind of stuck through here yes so and this is this is an addendum slash sequel to our charles entertainment cheese episode absolutely but before we get into that what kind of games have you guys been playing (laughs) uh so sonic adventure 2 um classic so like this one it's weird like there's a bad guy and he's a black hedgehog and he's got hover skates is that what those are shadows yeah dude have you seen that thing where it's like there were those like nikes or whatever that were like five thousand dollars and they look exactly like shadow shoes yeah no yeah they're sick like there's a steel hashtag steal his look cut the feed 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 oh my god (laughs) no Almost feel like we have to bring up what just happened. I here. think I think this is kind of 
Okay. I, like, we don't want to get too into it because there is there is a level of personal investment in what we are going to say. So I think we will I'll, I'll we'll brush on it lightly. We'll say what happened and then we'll we'll move on. So we were watching a little bit of Nirvana the the show. Um, Nirvana the band the, the show. Band, Nirvana the band the show. And what I ended up just popping up just now. So we had it on mute, but just on the TV in this room while we were recording. Uh, the thing that popped up in the YouTube like recommendations, like autoplay. Like, wait, yeah, the autoplay situation is that it had the Nirvana the band the show interview on Polygon that Nick Robinson did while he was still at Polygon. <laughs> I like so like I'm my the way that I'm sitting in this room, like I'm looking directly at the TV essentially, and I like. Looking at these guys, looking at my homies. Yeah, we're looking look, away from the TV. I, and then I look up, and who do I see? Is fucking Nick Robinson. And I was just like, "We gotta fucking this is cold fucking <laughs> red board. <laughs> fucking like, pull the need chain. To, need to turn off the fucking TV. Flood the so. tanks. We gotta dive. Ooh, yeah. that dog don't hunt. That dog don't hunt. Uh, 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 should uh, we explain why this is such a Awkward story. Well, I don't think we should get into that particular aspect of it, but we will say that Nick Robinson no longer works at Polygon. Nick Robinson definitely does not really. My name's Landon. Do your math. Jesus. Do your maths. We will no longer talk about it unless it comes up again. <laughs> do we Do we want to... Uh, uh, hmm, uh, so... Hmm. <laughs> no, let's... I mean, yeah, we're gonna yeah, cut all this. We're gonna, yeah, all this, all of this stuff we're gonna cut out. Like, yeah, I think there, I think there is, a, there is a right time. There's a right place in right in the shipped my game, Iverse that we will tell the full like, story. It almost of this. actually needs to be its own episode. Sort of right? Thing. Yeah, that that'll be its own episode, and I don't think that episode is this one. No, I think when that time is right, it'll happen. But. I do want. I did. I did just want to go on record that that's why we just had this meltdown just now yeah. for like five straight minutes. <laughs> Boy, Oof. it hasn't even started. This episode's got buck wild yep. already. We were talking about Sonic, and then that happened. That was like a really weird yeah. situation there. I think Shadow the Hedgehog like summoned a Nick <laughs> Do you know what divine intervention is? That's like that was like the opposite of that. Like <laughs> undivine outervention. That was Shadow the Hedgehog going. Damn, this is one tasty cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Say spin dash again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Do I look like a hedgehog? Oh my god. <laughs> Boy. So you've been playing that. Um... <laughs> yeah, I, I totally been playing Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, totally. Um, there was another game that I hadn't brought up before, but uh, Sushi Striker. Is a game that I really I, thought you were gonna say something choking in in the same. Oh sure, in the same vein as yeah. like a totally real game that we've been playing. Oh uh, yeah, I've been playing Sushi Striker actually a lot. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was sick, like really sick. Oh yeah, I know. you're sick. sick as a dog. That dog took powerful sick. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard. I haven't heard Blake took powerful sick for a very long time. So I think. So we have a friend. Uh, we'll say his name's Matt. That's accurate because actually his name, his name is, Matt. is Matt. But we have like this this running joke in our friend group where our friend Matt like has this term. And I think it's from an episode of Boy Meets World's what he would explain it to us every time that 
it would ever come up. But like he was sick one time. And he like explained to us that he was like really sick, and he was like, "Yeah, I took powerful sick," and we were just like, "What the." F- fuck is that supposed to mean he was like yeah it's from an episode of boy meets world where one of the characters is like yeah my dog took sick he took powerful sick and i don't know if that's like an actual colloquialism can we make it one so i'm I'm looking it up right now and uh is actually uh this is weird a book from 1884 of poetry by Melville D. Lancey Landon was his name, co-written by Mark Twain. Hashtag get fucked Landon. (laughs) (laughs) Just to quote this little bit of the poem that I can see, it says, One night my darter, Marianne, took powerful sake. I'm gonna die. I'm having a heart attack. The doctor, he wrote a script and told me to go right off and get it. So I bridled my old Mar. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Bill. Bill is his name. Bill. And you know what? Bill also took Powerful Sick. <laughs> <laughs> so I took Powerful Sick and I played this game. And it's pretty fun. This, uh, sushi. <laughs> you took Powerful Sushi. Powerful Sushi. This game fucking whips screw. <laughs> I'm actually gonna bleep that one. <laughs> Maybe because that puts like a direct through line. Like there's to... way there's too much of a through line of whipping scrot throughout a lot of these episodes. Just welcome to the whipping scrot cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Scrot, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Bill, what other games have you been playing lately? <laughs> fucking Fuck. insane trilogy. <laughs> Oh, really? Have you? Yeah, I have. Oh, for real. For um, sure, for sure. Dude, okay, so I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan. Yeah, like, for real. That explains yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Is that uh, like a type A, type B sort of like yeah, situation? Yeah, this is like, like, this puts you on like a personality like, spectrum. Yeah, like, yeah, like this, this kid's a Crash Bandicoot. Kind oh, of this is like, oh, you're one of those people. I grew up playing the Bandicoot games. I loved uh, Cortex Strikes Back was like one of my formative experiences uh and the insane trilogy is just like a loving just recreation of everything i love about crash bandicoot i feel like any kid that is like overall a really good kid but at least one time got sent to detention for like or like in school suspension that's like a crash bandicoot kid <laughs> you know like, yeah Jesus, you cut to the core of yeah. you bear like, like, my biggest exposure to credit, because I didn't have a PlayStation 1 growing up, and mm-hmm. I don't think you did either. Joe. No, but I played a lot of those games. Like, over to people's houses. so my bas- biggest exposure, and when people say Crash Bandicoot, I don't think of the video games, I think of the dude in the Crash Bandicoot suit. Oh, when he went out, out when he went in front of Nintendo, and he was like, yeah. y'all suck dick. Yeah, <laughs> suck my dick, Mario, yeah. I'm a Bandicoot. That's what I. What's up, plumber man? Yeah, that that one, that one, and then like the commercial commercial for Crash Team Racing, where they just took that dude and put him in a go kart, and they're like, "Do your stick, man." Mario Kart sucks, dick. That's the real Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. They should have a a costume in the Insane Trilogy. Heck, okay. So so I think when they inevitably add Crash Bandicoot to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I think the reveal trailer is going to be that guy in the Crash Bandicoot suit. And at the Nintendo be, offices, yeah, at and the they open the door for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, like no, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, what's up, plumber man? You suck." And then the door yeah. of the Nintendo headquarters is going to open, and it's going to be the Mario from the Super Smash Brothers sixty four original 
Oh, trailer, you know, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, where yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're so happy together one. Yep. It's gonna be that Mario like costume. fucking fucked up. Like fuck he's you gonna up, like Mario. he's gonna open up that the sliding doors of the of Nintendo headquarters. You'd be like, what the fuck did you say about me, you bandicoot? Say it bitch? again, bitch. Yeah, say it say again, again, bitch. But all this is gonna be bleeped out, and then like. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to get into the fight and then it's going to immediately like transition into the Smash Ultimate graphics. No, what it, here's what it does. Here's what it does. They get into a fight and they're like rolling around wrestling <laughs> on the ground and they roll over on top of a switch and they fall down into it. And then they both turn to the camera and they're going to say, the aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> You made life smart. <laughs> you made me snarf, dude. Jeez. <laughs> that's gross. I actually, I take it back. <laughs> take all of that good idea back. None of that. Uh, so is that all you've been playing? <laughs> dude, that's all I play. I just play Crash Bandicoot yeah, games. And you're one of those kids. <laughs> I think they're, yeah, they're cool games. I've been actually meaning to, I don't know if they're out on the Switch. It's yet. coming. No, I think I just no, out. They're they're out on the Switch. I mean, that's how I have it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So are those out on Switch, but Spyro isn't? Spyro hasn't even been announced on Switch yet. I'm actually almost wondering if it's not even going to. Which, it, did the Spyro one already come out, or is that the one that's coming out? It hasn't come out it yet It hasn't at come all. out yet. Okay. But it hasn't even been announced for Switch. <laughs> okay. And it hasn't come out on, like, PS4? Or... No. Okay, like, it's those, like, those games are still very decidedly, I'd almost argue they're still, like, in development. Yeah, well, I think that's like supposed to be like this holiday or something. Probably. And so it is probably like this time next year yeah. is when Spiral hit. Right, and one of those Switch. big rumors was like that game might come to the Switch, and if it does, it's because Spyro is going to be in Smash. That's still one of the big rumors. There was another pretty big Smash rumor that came out like pretty recently. Um, I don't oh, know the, the, yeah, they're gonna add the uh, bad lady from Matilda. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, Ashley from WarioWare. And it's just weird that you said the bad lady from Matilda? No, that I mean like the lady who puts her spit and blood into the chocolate cake in Matilda. The principal lady. She, there, she's coming to Smash. Oh my god. I feel like you're doing a bit and I can't really tell. <laughs> what's your end game? Yeah, what's your angle here, bro? The bit is, that's a dumb person to add to Smash. <laughs> <laughs> You missed this from the third episode. Where was this in the third episode? Right, yeah. <laughs> I, th- no, this was here in the third episode because he re- he requested Wispy Woods from the Kirby games. To I be thought that was cool. I thought it was cool too, but I definitely realized afterwards, I was like, I think Landon's saying this in bad faith. <laughs> Listen, if I'm ever talking about Smash Brothers and I'm not talking about like watching it on Evo, then I'm talking about it in, in bad, bad faith. faith. Please <laughs> understand. Oh my god. So <laughs> this is like off the record, on the record sort of thing. But like Landon was like really fucking mad. Oh like, yeah. Man. If you want to recount the oh, I'm actually shit. gonna go through my phone and like get the re- <laughs> read, like, I'm, read I'm gonna the... go hundred percent on record what Landon said when Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was announced on E3. It's so like uh, for those rough. of you at home uh, so Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the upcoming uh, Super Smash Bros. game on Nintendo Switch. And it is, the big draw to it is hashtag everyone is here. So all of the characters that have been in a Super Smash Bros. game, bar none, are going to be in this game. So that's like 66 characters plus a couple newcomers. And 
Landon is not a fan of particularly this game. Just not a fan of what they did, how they spent their time. So Landon says, that was kind of bad. And I was like, I don't know. And then Landon says, they showed way too much Smash. So they did make it very clear when they announced, okay, this is Nintendo's presentation at E3. Most of this is going to be Smash Brothers. Yes, but they don't want to attach a time to it. They just say most of it. Most of it is still three-fourths. Well, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, blah 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 blah. Um, and in my defense, I did I did point out eventually Nintendo needs to make some games to justify the Smash roster. And saying that as, as like Nintendo is getting to an apex point where they aren't making enough games to have Smash Brothers of. Yes. Where it's like this new game here, where it's like, oh, what characters are they updating? Like they there are very few like new characters that they. That they could add to this Smash Brothers that that feel like a hundred percent justified. Landon says, "Fuck, this was nearly as bad as EA." So he thought it was as bad as the EA presentation, which EA was really bad. They showed absolutely nothing new. Uh, they revealed the name to one Star Wars game that is still at least a year away, if not longer. They didn't show any footage or anything. Um, they had zero positives. I'm just going to say it. EA had a horrible showing at E3 this year. Landon says that Smash Ultimate looks like small tuning ships to me. They had a chance to actually make it compelling and instead they threw everything at the wall. Uh, which I would disagree. That I feel like mechanically Smash Ultimate and as far as people who have been playing the game that played Smash 4 a lot. Mm-hmm. And like I had a friend that went to E3 that played smash 4 competitively like he was my doubles partner Mm -hmm. for a while he went to e3 to play smash ultimate and he said that the games play completely differently so i i will say i'm not as big of a smash fan as you so that's to me that is a granular detail sure and it's like if that's like and i don't know what they could have done as far as smash bros is concerned that you would have liked it, if yeah. that's the case. Like, And it's not like I dislike it, it's just, again, what bothered me the most is that they spent 25 minutes talking about everything. Sure. And I think there were parts of it where I think they could have done a more slimmed down... Inst- like, so I think the intro video of like, oh, here are all the characters that are going to be in it, I think that was perfect. Yeah. I think they could have done... A lot of the, oh, here are the mechanics that are in this game combined in that one video. Yeah. Yep. And then here's this character and here's a new mechanic. Yeah. Like, here's like a 10 minute video of Smash Ultimate, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that other minutiae, like, oh, here's like this character and then this character, if you have a different skin on them, they have like different sound effects. I think that sort of stuff. You save that for a treehouse. Yeah. That could have been a treehouse thing. That could have been like they have like a, essentially a Super Smash Brothers blog, where they're posting the new music, new stages, etc. On that, that sort of stuff could have been on that, like on that website. Yep. And they're updating that every week, every day, until the game comes out. So like that stuff could have been on there. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I just not not a big took took mad yeah, ill. Landon, Landon took powerful pissed off. <laughs> at Nintendo. <laughs> Um, so do we want to get into Dylan's pitch? Yeah, let's do it. So, Okay, I've come to you as a friend. Mm-hmm. I, I, I consider us great friends. 
But I'm a, I, I'm a man of many hats. I'm going to take off my friend hat and put on my business hat. Oh, that is a shiny hat. That's a good hat. I'm here to discuss business. Gentlemen, I've had a dream. (laughs) I've heard this before. Oh my god. (laughs) And here's the thing is, I'm not. You might think this is a bit. This is 100% not a bit. There's bits later in it, but it's got bits. This isn't a bit. I 100% dreamt what you're about to hear. I'm going to say this, listeners of the podcast, if you have not listened to the fourth episode of their podcast Required. about Chuck E. Cheese, that is, reco- that is your homework. Listen to that and then come back to this. Because I listened to it, and I don't know if it was a dream that I had after listening to that, so much as it was a vision of the future. You know what? I might be a <laughs> time... ex machina. I might be a time traveler. Because <laughs> I've seen your guys' future. Let me share with you my vision of the future. Okay. E3. Mm-hmm. The stage in the stadium is dark. Monumental screens flank the stage as a light mist hangs over the crowd. Everyone. What this man took. Everyone is in attendance. The year 2020. It has been a long two years since Grand E Theft Auto has been unleashed (laughs) onto the globe. Grand Entertainment Auto! Every other form of entertainment has been deemed obsolete. Grand E Theft Auto is all we have. The restlessness of the masses is palpable. Almost as if to say... If nothing happens soon after these long three hours of waiting, there will be blood. <laughs> now just imagine you're in this audience. You are spectating this. A spotlight cuts through the stadium like a knife. The silence of anticipation is deafening. Who's in the spotlight? It's our boys, Jubert and Landon. <laughs> Landon. Sports a three-piece, slim-fit gray suit with gold cufflinks. A gold chain with an upside-down cross is barely visible from his open collar. Dark chest hair boldly contrasts with the chain. (laughs) A fiery crimson cigar hangs out of his mouth. Yo, they let us smoke here now? It's your fucking show. This is all that you have. It's the fog from earlier. It's vape. His hands are in his pockets. A pair of opaque aviators with mirrored lenses cover his eyes, juxtaposed to the shit-eating grin he wears as he chews on his cigar. This dude came to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> this guy fucks. And you are thankful for it. <laughs> Jubear stands wearing white, slim-fit dress pants, a sky-blue scoop-neck shirt, and a white, open sports coat. His sleeves are rolled up to his elbows, revealing a smartwatch that appears to be from 200 years into the future. It's perfect. (laughs) Many diamond and white gold rings make their home on his slender fingers. His glasses are two different shapes. (laughs) One lens is square, one lens is circular, and he has an impossibly confident look on his face. He brushes his hair back and pushes his glasses up. The glare off of his glasses masks his eyes. You aren't sure where he's looking. However, 
You're pretty sure he's eyeing your mom from the crowd. You shudder at the implication. The boys stride forward as two microphones descend from the stadium. Landon is the first to clutch his microphone as he uses his other hand to take the cigar out of his mouth. His Gucci gold watch blinds a small child as he moves to grab the microphone. He brings the microphone to his lips and bellows in his best WWE Raw announcer voice. Y'all ain't ready for this shit! The crowd cheers in a way that implies the loss of sanity. Jubear grabs his microphone delicately and gracefully. It's so fast, you aren't even sure that he moved so much as the microphone glided into his hand out of respect. He smirks as he politely inquires to the crowd, You ready for us to mind fuck your brain pussies? You fucking nerd. <laughs> the crowd reciprocates with further inane cheering. They think they are ready. Both the boys smile. The spotlight cuts out as abruptly as it came. The monolithic screens crack on and it's blindingly white. A synthetic score begins to play. This is their E3 trailer for their newest game. It's here to entertain us all and bring us glorious salvation. The screen, the scene <laughs> plays as such. The camera begins to focus, revealing an outdoor scene. Palm trees and a sunset are revealed. There's a beach, umbrella, babes and bikinis. The liquor flows like the ocean scene beyond. The hustle and bustle of the crowd is heard just above the dramatic score. <laughs> the camera turns to reveal the location. This is Miami. Miami. But the time period is indistinguishable. Is this present day? Or is this the distant past? There is no way to tell, since it's all so classy. The camera zooms to a bungalow on the beach that is blocked off by towering pillars of stone and concrete. Armed guards are seen, wearing black trench coats in the blistering heat, but only briefly. The camera finds a window into the bungalow, obscured by bent and half-closed blinds. Unclear figures are seen in the room beyond. It's an office of rich mahogany and leather-bound books. <laughs> a large desk is seen, with an unseen figure sitting behind a large and expensive office chair. Its back is turned to the figure sitting in a decidedly less expensive chair on the opposite side of the room. We cut to the interior of the room. Many framed photos line the wall behind the less expensive chair. We see a ribbon-cutting ceremony of some kind. Photos of jovial children and a dead man in a similarly-looking, less expensive chair. Blood is pooled beneath him. At least you assume it's blood. The photos are monochromatic. As the camera pans across all of these photos, we hear a haggard but familiar voice begin to speak off-camera. I was hoping we would come to an understanding. You have a vast empire. Everyone knows you run this city. I thought there would be a mutual respect. 
The camera finally settles on a wide shot of the less than expensive chair, revealing our protagonist, Charles Entertainment Cheese. He's in a less than ideal situation. His signature sea ball cap is dirty with blood and sweat. A comically large dog bite has been taken out of the bill of the cap. His shirt is in tatters with similar blood and sweat. There's a large cut through the middle of the sea on his shirt. A thick rope has him bound to his chair, helpless. His hands are worn and broken. His eyes are swollen shut, a la Rocky Balboa. We cut to a close-up of his mangled face. He is pissed. But instead, you decided to make the biggest mistake of your life. Just then, a similarly familiar yet sinister voice replies unseen. Gorsh! You have any idea who you are fucking with? <laughs> Holy, Holy shit, fuck! We need to take five! <laughs> Smash cut to a wide shot of the other side of the room. Goofy stands to the left of the still turned around expensive chair, holding a bat that is covered in Chuck's blood. Donald Duck stands to the right, playing with a switchblade knife in his duck bill. We cut back to Chuck. He smirks. Do you? We smash cut to explosive and frenetic gameplay. Loud and exciting music swells to new heights as Chuck pulls out gun after gun. He mows down crowds of enemies that are hard to see. It is so fast and engaging. We cut back to the room and to Chuck's determined face. The camera pans around as the man in the chair speaks. His voice is also oh familiar. My God. Oh, I think I have an idea. The camera takes in the scene as the chair turns around. It's Billy Baseball Bat. Alive and well. And what no. is he holding? He's holding the Keyblade. No. <laughs> the monolithic screens cut to black and a single line of white text displays what everyone is already thinking. Told you, y'all weren't ready for this. The crowd goes insane. We've all been saved. The spotlight returns as the boys stand in the middle of the stage, clearly proud of their work. Shigeru Miyamoto and Hideo Kojima sit in one of the VIP booths at the top of the stadium. They share a tender hug as they both begin to cry. Have you ever seen anything like this before in your life? Miyamoto whispers. Only in dreams. Kojima responds. This game is going to change history. Now, gentlemen, do I have your attention? Can I tell you about this game? Holy shit. Ooh. That's an E3. That is... Folks, in, I, folks, that's an E3. I can't believe that we won E3. I never yeah. thought I would win E3. Ooh. 
It's going to suck covering E3 2019 because we're just like, well, this is cool, I guess. Yeah, I guess just wait for next year. Yeah, just wait for next year. Holy shit. That's going to be a real one. Garsh in (laughs) fucking deed. Oh my god. So you guys like... We got to back up here. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack. Unpack here, yeah. Did they ever figure out what happened to Grimace? Did Chucky kill Grimace? No, Grimace was well. Well, hmm. yeah, we never we never did establish that. So they can Grimace be heartless now? Dude, you know, what it's is, really funny that you bring that up because I have the story of this game. Grimace can get Norded. <laughs> Grimace is Norded. <laughs> okay, I want to hear the story of this game. Oh, do you bear how you feel it? I, yeah, I want to hear more about this shit. Give me, give me, <laughs> yeah, this give, yeah, give me shit. more of this premise so we can start doing this. We gotta start working on it now. So you gotta. Okay, so I, I have the story. I'm a story guy. That's who. That's what I am at the end of the day. As far story, as game, story times. as far as game mechanics goes, I have a few ideas, but I'm gonna lean on you guys a little bit more for that. Okay. But the story is gonna be a little bit different than what you would expect based on that E3 trailer, because that E3 trailer is about. I don't know, maybe like, a, it takes place maybe like a, a quarter of the way through the game. Oh, fuck. So that's... Jeez. So what I loved about the original game that you guys developed is that it was very Godfather and Scarface mm-hmm. inspired, so I leaned into that a little bit. Um, and also, I'm a big Metal Gear Solid fan, okay. so uh, the game opens with a uh, Metal Gear Solid 2-esque mission where... You think you're playing Chuck, but you're not playing Chuck. You're oh, playing Montgomery. Shit. Cheese, the father oh, of Chuck Cheese. Shit. Oh, wow. So the so the first level is you're Montgomery in Italy. Uh, Montgomery is kind of an idealistic young man, and he's kind of playing the this Robin. This is like in his early, early years. Yeah, it, yeah he's, he's playing kind of the Robin Hood part. Uh, he kind of kills drug lords, criminals, steals from the rich, gives to the poor. And he does this because he's got, uh, he wants to protect his uh, single mother and uh, young sister from kind of the the corrupt world around them. Uh, The unfortunate part is that one of the criminals that he ends up fucking with and not killing is um, he's backed by a corrupt government. He's by by the the in government, and. we might have to bleep that. And it essentially, the first level is you're you're cutting through this guy. Uh, this guy's compound. You're going to kill this drug lord. And he goes, you know, if you fuck with me, there's going to be consequences. And fucking, like, SWAT team comes in. This government SWAT team comes in. He has to escape. He tries to get home. Uh, his house is burned to the ground. Uh, his mom and his uh, younger sister are basically strung up in front of the house, like dead, and like it's brutal as fuck, dude. It's like these so games bad. been brutal. Yeah, these, <laughs> so like, there's don't a precedent, like, and you yeah. followed that precedent. Oh, oh, dude, it gets worse. So uh, he has to flee the country, mm-hmm. and he ends up uh, trying to find a, a home in the United States of Mass America, and he uh, uh, settles on uh, Mouse Santos. Is the city that he initially goes to? I'm glad Los Santos made it back into yeah, the, I'm glad into the it, story. It, it found its way back. 
And and the sad part about Montgomery's life is that so he tries to start straight. He sets up a pizza parlor, kind of like what like you, a normal day Chuck E. Cheese would be. Okay. And he uh, is having a good old time, but oh no, the mobster found him. Montgomery has been has had a good old time. I mean, he 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 settled down. He found a, a, a young mouse to start a family with, and they have a newborn son named Chuck. And everything is gonna go oh so good until these mobsters show up with a hit squad. Now they shoot up the place. Monty is, is has the wherewithal to grab Chuck, but oh no, wifey doesn't make it, unfortunately. Ooh, now that's a pizza parlor shaped refrigerator if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Montgomery is, is very, very, very upset about this. So he goes uh, and he, he knows that he can't subject his son to this. And he knows from this point on that his life is never going to be normal, but his son might have a chance. So he drops him off at a Catholic orphanage. It has to be Catholic. Uh, he drops this kid off at an orphanage and he begins his war to find out who sold him out uh, to this uh, mobster from another country that is not named. Now, uh, he ends up running into a couple street toughs because he knows he can't, he can't do this alone. He's one mouse against an army. Mm-hmm. So he uh, runs, runs up with uh, a street tough mouse named Mickey Mouse. Uh, M- Mickey Mouse's gang is made up of uh, Donald Duck, Goofy, his uh, rabid dog Pluto, uh, Minnie the Maniacal and Pete the Large. God damn! I like Pete the Large. That's <laughs> Hello, it's me, Pete, Pete the, the Large. <laughs> but halfway through the game, his his mouth gets broken and he says Pete the Large. But he's and, he's dressed like Alex the Large from A Clockwork Orange. Is kind of oh, my vision yeah, for okay, it. That's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And Minnie the Maniacal is kind of like a Minnie Mouse Harley Quinn kind of a crossover. Is the way that I kind Damn. of thought about it. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, Montgomery ends up with this crew, and this is where kind of the bulk of his missions will go. And I don't know whether or not I want it to be intercut and kind of like a memory mechanic, similar oh, to like, like Assassin's Creed. Sometimes like, you're playing like in the past, sometimes you're playing in the present. Right, and you're leveling up both characters as you go. Oh, oh but sure. Just yeah. for, the, for the sake of the story... I'll stick with Monty so that it can kind of flow as one narrative. But I figured it would cut in between kind of Godfather 2-esque. Okay. Um, eventually, uh, you know, Monty's like, we're just going to take out all the fucking gangs. And uh, he ends up coming across gang after gang after gang. And he ends up coming across a, a small upstart by the name of Ronald McDonald. And uh, Ronnie makes a deal. <laughs> He's, he, he stops. His, his enforcer grimace is about... Because they're really good, is the thing. So, is, Ron, is this like a... Because it's in the past, is it skinny grimace? A little grimmy. A little grim. A little grims. I imagined it would be kind of like Eli Roth's character from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, so it's, oh, it's the bear grimace. <laughs> the bear grimace. <laughs> right. So uh, he runs across them, and they're like too good. And they have the upper hand on, on this little gang of, of rough mice and ducks and dogs. And uh, Ronnie decides to make him a deal. And he goes, listen, not only am I going to tell you who sold you out, but I'm also going to tell you where the mobster is. Because he's in the city, by the way. Or this, this uh, rather, let me roll it back. 
this un. I'll, I'll, I'll nationality. That. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like when I heard you say that, I was like, "That, that I'll, I'll, I'll clean that in post." <laughs> okay. <laughs> sweet. Thanks. So this uh, un unnamed nationality mobster uh, is also in the city, and I'll give you the location of that. But in return, you do not fuck with my shit. We have an understanding. The hamburgers are a no go. Ex- exactly. You right. sick the pizza, motherfucker. Exactly. Exactly right. That's where that comes in. Exactly right. And this makes the McPizza so much weirder. No, like, this is like that point where, like, the McPizza, like, that was, like, getting phased out. Because they were like, like, you have your turn. We're out of your way. You're out of ours. We We wash our hands. We have an understanding here. Exactly right. You come to me on this, the day of my grimace's grimace. (laughs) (laughs) My grimacing. (laughs) The grimaceration. So... They, and of course, Monty agrees. He's like, yes, I want to know who murdered my wife and who ruined my life and where, he, where they are. So um, he gives them the name of uh, the one who sold them out in the city. Uh, a young, uh, I don't know if he's a jackrabbit. His name's Peppy. And, uh... Damn. So Chuck pays Peppy a visit. And Peppy's kind of a little bitch about it, you know, kind of like in that weird squealy kind of mobster way where he's like, it was just business. What are you doing? And then like, he just like stone cold wastes this cat. Like just, he's done. And like, it's really humiliating for Peppy. Um, okay. Okay. And just as, uh, and part of what Ron, Ronnie had, had told him is that, you know, there was essentially going to be a sting on his house. There was going to be another hit squad hit, but this time the mobster's going to be in it. So as he's wasting Peppy, you see SWAT team. Like, it's like Zero Dark Thirty. Like, it's a dark house. Like, laser pointers. They're going, Montgomery, Montgomery. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. like trying to get a hold of him. And they're in the house. The mobster is just outside. Like, what are you waiting for? And the house fucking explodes. Because Monty knew what was up. Fuck. All of the hit squad's done. It's all done. The mobster's left alive. Fucking Monty helicopters in, and he essentially wastes this mobster, putting an end to his story. Now, as kind of an epilogue to this section of the game, uh, there is a cutscene where we have uh, a forlorn Monty as the gang is leaving. Okay. Mickey Mickey's made out good with this. He's gotten a lot of money out of it. So he's going down to Florida to start to start a new start his new his new enterprise. Oh, exactly right. But you before you say it's a world that he's got scheming in his brain. Some sort of park. Uh and uh before he goes though, as a token of his appreciation, he has his uh his uh gangster wizard Donald Duck harness the power of the darkness, and bring back the heartless version of his wife. He is eternally grateful. But something's not quite right about Monty after this. Something's not quite right. He's so madly in love with this woman, but she's not the same. And it's sort of warping him a little bit. And then we get a montage of their life after. You see an empire being built. You see him moving locations to what you would presume to be a, 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 a pre-Big Cheese, Big Cheese, if you know what I mean. Okay, okay. You see the birth of uh, Vivi, Bruce, LaRon, and finally Billy Baseball Bat. 
And we cut to a final scene of Monty watching the sun go down from his penthouse in the new big cheese. And he doesn't look very happy. He doesn't look very happy at all. Kind of looks, his eyes are all sunken in. He's looking, he's looking in dire straits. And, uh... Money for nothing. He starts to smile just as the sun goes down the horizon. And he says, I know my life is never going to be normal again. The story of my life is going to be written in blood. But at least Chuck will have a good life. He's going to be spared from this. As that, like, he's saying that it's like a cut of Chuck back in his yes! old face. In first game. At, least, at least Chuck is going to have a good life. See, the way yeah, that... that's like a voiceover showing Chuck's face. And then that's face. where the game ends? No, 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 no. no, no, no that's no, no. like... This so, is all. Well, this is this is all the, the fuck, This is all the fucking montage of the E3 presentation shit. This is the Monty of hell. So my, the way that I had it in my mind is that at that point it would fade from Monty's face to Chuck's face, mm-hmm. as he is. He's the right. king of the big cheese now. <laughs> we cut. We cut back to Chuck. He's the king of the new cheese, the, or at least the new version of the city based on the corpse of his brother. Okay. Uh, I almost feel like it would have to be called New Cheese. It's, yeah, yeah, the New, the new, the new cheese. cheese. Yeah, New Cheese City. And, and I guess the way that I had read it is that he had done away with every other competition. Because oh yeah, no, he's the he's the only game in town. He's it, but he wants his empire to grow to be across the United States and Mouse America. Oh, are we? This is this is this is Godfather Two. Yeah, yeah, no, it's partially Godfather Two. Yeah. <laughs> so. He decides he's going to see the big mouse in Florida who rules Miami with an iron fist. Oh my god. The mouse runneth the house. <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck. That's, that's the name of the episode. The mouse runneth the house. <laughs> uh, and he's pretty cocky at this point. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to go down there. It's all good. As far as I understand it, I have a limited understanding of my father's relationship with this mouse, but this mouse apparently had a good relationship with my father. I'm just going to go down there. I'm going to see what's up. Just as he exits the terminal, he is ambushed by Cloud Strife and Sephiroth. Oh my god. (laughs) After a brief battle, Chuck is defeated and brought to the mouse's hideout on the beaches of Miami. There... The E3 trailer kind of plays out. That's its section right there. Just I like how in this world, Cloud and Sephiroth yeah, Cloud, yeah, work for Mickey they're, Mouse. They're fucking, rah, it's living! <laughs> One of them goes back to being a vacuum. <laughs> it's, it's Sephiroth, look at that hair. But when he's there, he finds out that the big mouse that he's heard of is none other than his brother, Billy Baseball Bat. And he has no idea. He's like, what in the fuck? I saw you die, motherfucker! Wait, 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 wait. Can I get a clarification? Billy Baseball Bats is Mickey Mouse? Or what? No, he's just, he just, it's, he's just the mouse down in Florida. Did he kill Mickey Mouse? And take his place? Or is this like, is this like some level of story that is not yet? Is this game three? Um, so this is, uh, in case you haven't noticed, there's a big Kingdom Hearts 
Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slide through this, which makes you reading the Kingdom Hearts wiki a little more. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense, a little more sense. Now. <laughs> it makes a little more sense. But all he knows is that there's a mouse down there, and of course, Billy Baseball Bat, being a brother, would assumedly be a mouse. Yeah, similar to yeah. Chuck. So, kind of makes sense from what you've been told through the story. That is Billy Baseball Bat, and his enforcers, Goofy and Donald. Shucks. Gorsh. Gorsh. <laughs> they, they, they're torturing the entertainment man while Billy chides him about knowing about their family. And they, you know, you think you could just come in here? You think you could just fucking come in here and that everything would be all hunky-dory that I'd be little ba- Billy Baseball Bat? Fucking not today, motherfucker. Damn. I've been playing you since the beginning, you dumb. Billy Baseball Bat's got norted. <laughs> Billy Baseball Bat's got nards. God damn, this is fucked up. So, just as Billy Baseball Bat's about to deliver the killing blow with the Keyblade, saying, you you will never understand our family. Wait, can I say something? Yeah. Is he Billy Keyblades now? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Billy Baseball Bat is dead. (laughs) I'm Billy Keyblades, bitch. His name just changes depending on what he's holding. (laughs) Like, when it shows him, like, there's, like, a title card underneath him. It says Billy Baseball Bats. And, it, like, there's a slash through the baseball bats. And it's, like, like spilling motherfucking Keyblades, bitch. But then it's, like, that part in Metal Gear Solid where there's, like, a parenthesis underneath yeah. it. And it says the same shit. Right. Pun- punished Keyblades. Venom, Venom Billy. <laughs> it's punished, 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 punished Billy. Punished okay, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> So, as Billy's about to deliver the killing blow with his keyblade, a young man with spiky brown hair, a lot of zippers and chains, and uh, big shoes, yeah, he's got big shoes. Uh, breaks in and saves Chuck. The pair make their escape to a pair of islands off the coast called Destiny Islands, and it is revealed that Chuck's savior is none other than Sora. Oh, I thought you were going. It was with, obviously uh, Sora. Well, but what about the Kingdom Hearts Eight guy? What the, the what? who's what's the name of the Kingdom Hearts Eight guy? Squall. It could have been Squall. Did you say I could could have been Squall? I read that far in the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because there's somebody that patches Chuck up, and somebody that's had to patch up a lot of wounds in their day. It's uh it's a very young slender man that's kind of a he's got kind of a He's got kind of a cocky attitude and he's got this weird mop of white hair. And his name is Dante. Fuck, Fuck me. Oh no. He's got a sweet motorcycle too. Yeah, there's motorcycle levels in this game by the way. Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, they both just chuck back to health, and the game kind of begins in earnest, where it's essentially... <laughs> it's an earnest game. <laughs> earnest saves Miami. <laughs> where, essentially, uh, Chuck's kind of... Chuck earnest cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to say that. Oof. Uh, yeah, essentially, uh, the game in earnest, to my knowledge, is, um, 
basically a Grand Theft Auto, Miami Vice-esque, DMC-inspired slasher gun shooter game. So combat is DMC, but with like... Oh yeah, open and... like, like DMC with the open worldishness of Grand Theft Auto. Okay, I'm not even so sure like, I would play that game. Like, yeah, game. like, like we, we drop like the gunplay, we drop like that shit, and it's all... It's slashing the, the gunplay is Don, or Devil May Cry, like you hammer yeah, a button all, uh, to shoot yeah. a gun. Right. <clears throat> yes. We got Keyblades now, bitch. Keyblades. His guns are not called Ebony and Ivory. They're called Pepperoni and Sausage. Pepperoni and Cheese. <laughs> and so uh, part of the reveal of the game is that um, the power of the darkness and Heartless are actually from hell. And that's why Dante is here. Exactly right. And uh, Billy is actually dead, but that is the heartless form oh, of damn. Billy. Fucking A. Yep. You did it. And, uh, exactly. So, and, and, and I, was, I was hoping that we would intercut between the Chuck and the Monty story to kind of show, like, the parallels of who they are as men, but also the fact that Monty, if he were alive, would lament the fact that, that he, Chuck that is in the he, family he tried, business. He tried to build this world for, like... For Chuck to thrive in, but then in that pursuit, he ended up creating exactly the same. And he pulled shit Chuck aside and he said, "The world is yours." Right, like he he like in game one, he tried to be like Chuck. This is what I've built so that you can have your own life, free from this. You build your empire clean from all of this shit, and then despite it all, Chuck got pulled in. Deeper than we could ever imagine. And then there were like a couple other gameplay ideas I had before I cut back into the story here. Like, I imagined that there would be a boss fight between Chuck and Cloud Strife and Sephiroth a la Smo and Ornstein, where it would be kind of like a, a two on one battle situation. Zack Snyder level of destruction. Oh, my God. oh fuck. Let's destroy that whole Miami shit. Yeah. Um, the keys are just gone. I had an idea that he would find an ancient blade. That could cut through time, similarly to the Master Sword. Um, uh, he basically has Sora and Dante as companions that he can call at any point, uh, and they kind of cut through the nightlife of Miami, fighting heartless demons. Uh, there's could we get some drive and some Miami connection yeah. in there too? Oh my God! Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So it's actually really funny because we had this conversation a couple days ago. Where um, Landon had just like texted me randomly, and he was like, "We should do a Hotline Miami episode." And I responded, "I don't think I would like to do a Hotline Miami episode of Ship My Game because what I feel like that would be, I don't want to do that because whatever that would end up being would just be the DLC version of the Chucky Q episode." Yeah. So this is this is so it. it's it's perfect that Can this is this because it's like this, this is secretly this is also like. Hotline Miami. Oh, yeah. The reboot. 100%. I mean, the aesthetic of it, but, yeah. like... And so, like, and, and then, of course, you just given the fact that, you know, we've already... Uh, you, you get to fight, like, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, Minnie the Maniacal, Pete the Large. Rambio. You know, you fight all of these dudes as, like, boss fights that are very similar, but, like... <laughs> I mean, Hook is Disney ipso facto. You could theoretically fight Rufio, Dante Bosco from Hook. 
Listen, if it's the game that I'm making, you're fighting Robin Williams' character. Oh damn! I don't want to do that. I don't. I, this I, game has been sur- surrender, surrender, <laughs> surrender. Allow, allow him to kill me. <laughs> Cry and then just let myself lose the game over and over. So eventually, I imagine that the game would crescendo in you go to the bungalow. There's probably like a secret underground base underneath it. That's where you fight like all of the old. Essentially, you get to the final room. You've killed everybody. You're looking for Billy Baseball Bat because you're like, what in the fuck? And at this point, Chuck is kind of in a bloodlust. I imagine that there would be like he's lost a bit of himself. There, there would be like a Mass Effect two esque Renegade Paragon thing where I would imagine that Goofy out a window. (laughs) That as more as brutal as you've been, you lose your humanity essentially, and uh. You get to the final room. Can I can I go back a little bit? Yeah. I feel like there was some. I feel like there's going to be one of the missions where you get Billy Baseball Bats' bat back from Grimace. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get that re-engineered into a Keyblade. So it's like the Billy Baseball Bats Keyblade. Oh my God. Maybe that's instead of that Master Sword idea that I had. Maybe that, that's it, what it's happened. That, like, it's your, that. your Master Sword is the Billy Bats. The Master Sword. It's, Bats it's the Master Sword and it breaks. So then he takes he the bits of yeah. the broken sword onto the bat to make it look like a keyblade. He takes oh. it. To, he takes it to his. <laughs> he takes it to his wonderful engineer, Bats Geronimo, of the Rockify. He's like, I need you to build me a new weapon, and Bats is just like, Well, son, I don't know if I can do that no more. <laughs> Fuck. So, <laughs> I took. I put that life behind me, and he's like. I need it for one more. Facts. Facts. I need I, it one I need more it for time. One, I need it for one more. And he's like, Chuck, you told me that it was one more a hundred times ago. Just when I thought yeah. I was out. It drags me back in. Every time. And Fats is like, is, is like disappointed in Chuck. But like, he knows that like, as much as he tries to pull back, like, Chuck's far gone. You know, exactly. Like, there's no, there's, like you can't, you can't stop what is what has been started from this whole, this whole battle. So like, I mean, he sold his soul the moment. I mean, it, it. You could even almost have flashbacks to when he's killing his siblings, and it's like fucking yeah, Shadow like, of the Colossus. Yeah, really, the moment he stepped into the big cheese, like that's he signed off his soul. He was done. He was like, done. And it's not his fault. It's just that's just what happens in the big cheese. Like your soul is. Property of that city. <laughs> that city takes you over, and that's that's what his father was trying to save him from. That's that's the last words he heard. He said, "Son, this city takes you over." So I'm glad that you guys are picking it ma- up. It makes you into a monster. You guys are picking up on a lot of the themes that I'm trying to lay down here. I'm looking forward so- to Chuck being the villain of the third game, apparently. Yeah, so let's let's go back to this finale. So yeah. now, now that we've established the Billy Baseball Bats Keyblade <laughs> storyline. So, you get to the final room, and the classic Keyblade is the only thing that's there. But there's a keyhole suspended in midair. And you use the Master Sword Keyblade and the Classic Keyblade to 
instead of like close that keyhole, you you are ripping open a door through space time. It's like a tear, mm-hmm. and uh, essentially Chuck jumps in alone because at this point uh, Dante and Sora are like we don't like we thought we were pretty hardcore, but dude, dude you're like, like dude, you you fucking go hard in the pain. You were drinking Grimace's blood, <laughs> man. <laughs> like this is fucked up. So uh, he jumps inside. Um, a little dimension uh, that I would like to call the world that never was, which is the final level of Kingdom Hearts 2, I will have you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, there, Billy Baseball Bat is waiting uh, alone, but not quite alone, because uh, Virgil (laughs) is also there. And uh, surrounding him are the heartless forms of the previously killed siblings. Vivi, Bruce, Laron. <laughs> sounds like French food you would eat. <laughs> <laughs> sounds enticing. Give me some orange, Laron. <laughs> so they all uh, talk to Chuck in unison, and they're surrounded by the powers of the darkness. They asking him what he ho- they're at, they ask him what he hopes to accomplish. Chuck is in a bloodlust. He's like, I don't care. I don't care if I accomplish shit. I just want to kill you, motherfuckers. And. Uh, they begin to chant at him in a basically eldritch horror speak, and uh, they sacrifice their life energy to bring forth from the darkness the heartless form of Montgomery Cheese. And the final boss fight will be Chuck versus Montgomery Cheese as Montgomery laments the path that Chuck's life. I feel like right before this, there's like this whole like cutscene of like some of like Montgomery's like finest moments, some of his darkest moments, and then eventually he gets to like his deathbed. But him ultimately doing right. And like the whole thing has like a voiceover of him where it's just like, I tried to build this world where you would be safe from all of this, all of this shit, all of the grime, all of the muck that I had to create, that I had to build and and ruin so that you could live a life free from all this sin, all of this filth. So like me mentally picturing what this like giant, I'm assuming heartless Montgomery Cheese is like giant, right? Nope. No, he's normal size? Normal size. Normal size. See, my, my brain immediately went to, okay, he's giant. And it looks like he's got a bunch of tendrils on his mouth, but it's not tendrils. I it's think... just the stretchy mozzarella from the pizza that oh got stuck in his mouth whiskers. You know what? At this point, I here's what here's what I would do. I would I would compromise a little bit with you. That's his initial form. Okay, but okay. Well, after you defeat it, like all that shit goes away, and it's just him. It's just the guy. So it, the the kicker to this is that the the player at this point does not play Chuck. The player plays Montgomery. So you're the monster. That shit. Yeah, fighting. Still having this voiceover where it's just like, I built this world so that you could be, you could be happy, you could be safe, you could be safe, Charles. (laughs) That's all I ever wanted. (laughs) (laughs) So, when the player beats Chuck, Monty spares Chuck's life but decides to banish him to an even darker dimension 
than the world that never was. And I like to call it the Shadow Realm. As, <laughs> as Chuck is hurled into another dimension, we'll say Montgomery loses his cheese tendrils and comes down to his normal mouse self, but a little bit darker version looking. And who emerges from the shadows? But Mickey Mouse. <laughs> he pats Montgomery on the back and he whispers to Monty, That boy has promise! Uh -huh. <laughs> Come now, we have work to do! <laughs> and the scene fades to, to black as Mickey Mouse's laughter echoes ominously <laughs> through the world that ever was. <laughs> and that's the end of the game. Holy. Okay, Lock. so am I? Is the Shadow Realm the Yu Gi Oh Shadow Realm? Yes. Oh, buddy. Game three. <laughs> Where do I sign? Holy fuck, guys! <laughs> what a crazy game! <laughs> I feel like how George Lucas must have felt when he was like, I've got some ideas for Star Wars 2. And then the people who actually made it were like, yeah, no, we got some ideas. We got ideas more. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So I've been holding this in for like two months. <laughs> so we like fever dream all this shit after this happened, huh? So, no, the E3 trailer is legitimately, I had a, that was my dream. I wish I had cool dreams like that. And that wasn't, like, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not doing a bit here. That was 100% what I had a dream of. Damn. It do be like that sometimes. And then, so the gameplay and the story in general, I've been working on furiously ever so since. So, like, to, to, to fill those gaps. Because I was like, what the fuck happens? Right. So there's one character I think we can get fit in here who has I my personally I was thinking about getting in a in a sequel. Oh please. You ever heard of a show called The Red Green Show? Oh my god. No. Oh fuck, okay, never mind that my bit is death because okay. Who is it? Red Green is a Canadian comedy show that yeah. aired on PBS. <laughs> This is like a dude. It's just a dude wearing a flannel shirt and a fishing hat. Could he be like the guy that like upgrades your weapons? <laughs> I'm gonna show you a picture of him. Well, Chuck, this is a keyblade. <laughs> he just he just uses duct tape. He uses duct tape. <laughs> He just like duct tapes like a saw onto a baseball bat. Whoa, this is. <laughs> and his catchphrase is if women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. Jesus Christ. Jesus, those are words to live by. Jewberry, you, you seem dejected right now. I fucking don't know. I how think you might have lost me at the red green, but. Man, if this game can have Ernest in it, it can have Red Green. That's fair. I just, I don't know how we're going to be able to pay all these dues for all these characters. <laughs> it's, listen, by the time it happens, one company will own everything. Right, so. yeah. Like, that's like that's really the big pull is, like, once we make this game, everybody owns, like, this is that one, one, hashtag one company. Avengers Infinity War? Fuck off. This is the most ambitious crossover. And it's ever. always meant to be. Like, that's... From day one, this yeah. is where we started, mm -hmm. and it's only gotten bigger and more crossover. 
you know, my goal with this was to do what all sequels do, which is build upon what up was the, there before. Up the fucking ante. And up the fucking up, up ante. the ante, raise the stakes. And I think it... I think my honest favorite part about this is the duality of like, the, Mon- the Montgomery story versus Chuck's story, where it's like Montgomery's story is like that story. Like it's, st- I feel like the Montgomery story would stay to like the, the traditional gameplay of the first game, mm-hmm. where it's just like this is the story of a mouse who is trying to. It's like while, a, while being stuck in this corrupt world that he knows is corrupt, he knows it's bankrupt, and it's part of it, like its own. It's of his own fault, of many people's faults, but he's doing nothing to fix that in and of itself. But he is trying to build a world that can be better. Yeah. Versus the truly just descent of Chuck's gameplay where it is like he has been birthed in this world that is bankrupt that is corrupt yep. and there's nowhere that he can go but down and down and down and down <laughs> yeah and it's like that duality of like not necessarily good and evil but like the the consequence of good and the consequence of evil the prices you pay for yeah, both. Well, exactly like the way that they both lead these lives where one person thinks they are doing good and ultimately yeah. it's not, as we find out, because all of his choices end up leading to the story of this other character, where their entire life is going down because of all of that shit. And I think that's beautiful. And I think, like, the culmination of that at the end of the game, like... Fuck. That's that's real shit. That's real like, that's shit. That's real shit. Like, I, I almost feel like, at the end of the day, we're gonna have to, like, strip out all of these intellectual properties and make this and game. actually make, and like, this like make this game like within a vacuum of we can't use any of these properties that we have used but like we could use that element of a story and like really make stuff hello i'm a squirrel named yeah, my name is james squirrel, entertainment yeah, squirrel, parmesan squirrel entertainment <laughs> a double <laughs> So, yeah, I really, and I was really, and you know what, I'm going to say this really incendiary comment right now. I was really inspired by Ryan Johnson's take on Star Wars. Uh, hashtag. Sometimes you have to let the past die. Yeah, hashtag. Kill it if you we, have to. Kill yeah, it if you have to. like, this is July now, so we're, what, like seven months into <laughs> the Last Jedi discourse? Yeah. Somehow still going. Yeah. I just want to go on record. Okay, it's, it's the beginning of July. It, 2018. I hope we get Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movies, the next ones. I hope they don't scare him away. Me too. Oh, for that new trilogy. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that he sticks around. He needs to, like, yeah. in to spite it all. Yeah, you know, honestly. And Star Wars needs a good narrative voice like that. Dude, what if we get Ryan Johnson as a creative director on one of the Chuck movies? Like, you say that jokingly, <laughs> but dude directed some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. So dude, yeah, we gotta, be... we gotta show him some of this Chuck shit, and he's gonna be like, I feel like I can dip my toes into this story. So I think something <laughs> I that can we... dip my toes! Another, like, meta metaphorical crossover that we could do, uh, is our version of Chuck has to be voiced by Zachary Levi. Okay. So we're changing from Charlie Sheen to Zachary Levi. If 
I think I think it, it's gonna be a, a a weird cut. But I I don't think Charlie Sheen's gonna know, be alive in twenty twenty. What, what? what? Wow, this was gonna be okay, his Iron okay, Man? That's fucked up. But I I do genuinely think that. I think where we want to lead this character, I don't know if Charlie's going to be able to cut that. Yeah. There's going to be a certain je ne sais quoi. You're right. Je ne sais cheese, if you will. I'd be say cheese. <laughs> um, no, John, let me meet you in the middle. It's John Krasinski. That's our Chucky Cheese. Because he can get mean if he need to. Sometimes he defend, but also he attack. Oh my god! The office. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Does the fucking face at the camera? <laughs> I just killed the mascot of McDonald's. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Check out this stapler in Jello. <clears throat> Bio beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dylan. From the bottom of my heart. That was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for two shipping our game. <laughs> Gentlemen, it was my pleasure. Where can um, we find you on Pine Landing? Oh, I am... <laughs> I am at... Don't do it again <laughs> okay. uh, Dylan, where can we find you? Um, I'm at Dillberger on Twitter... And uh, my band's on Bandcamp. It's called Boarding School. The album's called Leave Me Outside with the Trash. Right on. Jewbear? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Jewbear720 on Twitter. And I've also got an alternate uh, Twitter account, which is uh, Billy Baseball Bats. Uh, I do a blog where I play as Billy Baseball Bats. Like, you know, like those weird, like, role playing Twitter accounts? Yeah. Where they're like, well, it's, it's always sexual. And they're always in defeat. Yeah, it's always, it's always yeah. So it's like Billy Baseball Bats, but like he only replies to like girls' Twitter accounts that like post pictures of feet. He's just have like... you ever, okay? So this is kind of a tangent, but like, have you ever thought about like those Twitter accounts where it's like guys who will like send pictures of their penises to like porn stars like twitter accounts yeah like a porn star will be like oh i'm at the beach or like i'm doing something totally normal because porn stars are also just normal they're people. also just people like oh i just b- baked a cake and then like there's that guy who like tweets at them the, it's like, just here's like, my dick look at my frothy You're dick like, yeah look at my fucking frothy dick and it's like she's like having dinner right now <laughs> yeah and you just like you unsolicited just like send your pen like it's Talk so about a private dick. That's where we can find you on, online. <laughs> Frothy yeah. dicks. Can that be the name of the episode? <laughs> I don't think we can wait with dicks. dicks. I think iTunes are just not going to like Yeah, I don't think iTunes big, big uh, or, big or Steve Anchor. Big Steve also, up in the cloud. Also, again, thanks to Anchor for hosting this. Yeah, trainer. thanks to Anchor. Um, yeah, uh, during E3, they put us in a playlist of like different uh games podcasts that were covering e3 so that was actually really cool. super especially because they had to have done that 100 percent out of pure faith yeah because if they had actually listened to any of that stuff they would have heard them up at come shit and they would have been like this is not a games podcast yeah <laughs> speaking of which we got to do a follow-up episode on that muppet we you know we have to watch that movie and then do a follow-up yeah like episode. we like we have to fucking cover that movie this is your hopefully not covering it and come 
but we do have to cover that movie. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you, Dylan. That was life changing. Can we get one more like Montgomery, like as like the fade out of this episode, like one more like Montgomery sort of thing that you would say? Like, I feel like that's how the game would end because like the game ends with Mickey pulling the darkness, d- darkness Chuck, like Chuck being all fully possessed or whatever. Chuck is in the shadow realm. No, right, yeah, yeah, Chuck, yeah, Chuck's, yeah, Chuck's in the shadow realm. Monty. The Mo- isn't Monty defeated though? Or well, Monty he's not? no Monty defeated Chuck and banished him to the shadow. But realm. real Monty is dead. Monty for real is dead. Yeah, this is heartless. So the final final scene, because like after like I would I would imagine the heartless Monty kind of just like vanishes or whatever, yeah. and kind of like it's it's ambiguous what happens to heartless Monty. But real Monty, who died, like, before the events of game one. Like, we go all the way back to, like, that gameplay section of Monty. And this is, like, the final scene. Like, after he does that whole, like, out, like, overlooking the city. And, like, he has his spiel. He's got one last, like, scene of just Monty saying something really profound. What's he say? <laughs> what does he say? Kind of tying in that duality between him and Chuck and all this evil and all this shit. What does he say? The world is a fine place and worth fighting for. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. We can't use so much music. So, like, I, I'm fine with it for this episode, but we can't use so much of this shit.